0: Hello and welcome to episode 8 of the Flight Pass podcast. This could be our favorite chat yet. On this episode, we have the great fortune to sit down with Zoe and Ike. Zoe has many roles in the disc golf community and is probably one of the most passionate people about the sport we have met. So let's go straight to the circle with Zoe and Ike. Are you good to go?
1: I'm definitely good to go. I'm, I'm like, I hope these guys know what they're jumping into. I. I got a lot to say. We love it. <laughs> in a in we a great it. in a yeah, positive way. I'm just like That's good. Oh boy. There's a lot to say.
0: <laughs> maybe maybe we'll have a two-part episode then.
1: Yeah, it might <laughs> might end up being that way, but let's just free flow. <laughs> yeah, okay. absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Okay, on this episode, um I'm happy to say I'm here with Kerry and a special guest, uh Zoe and Dyke. And did I say your last name correctly?
1: Uh, I'd say pretty close. Yeah, it's all one word, andyke.
0: Okay, good. And Zoe, just for those who don't know of you, tell us what your role is in the world of disc golf or what you do in the world of disc golf.
1: Yeah, so um, today I come to you and I, I have to say at least three roles. So it all started as I'm a professional disc golfer since 2012 on the tour, so I guess I shouldn't say touring professional disc golfers since 2012, um, and that's where everything uh, rooted to be the executive director of a nonprofit that I helped uh, I founded and started with a team of people called Universal Play Disc Golf, that U Play for short, is completely dedicated to disc golf education in a variety of um, facets where we professionally introduce disc golf to youth to adults, to coaches, and to the educational community, teachers and professors. Um, So a wide variety of disc golf education there with UPlay. And then my third role in professional disc golf is that I am one of the lead color commentators for the Disc Golf Pro Tour via Disc Golf Network. Um, And that's where I get to call the shots at the Elite Series level um, and talk to the world about what they're seeing and viewing at the highest level in disc golf, so. I have and I my love,
2: hands in a lot of buckets. <laughs> I love you in that role, by the way.
1: I think <laughs> they couldn't have so picked much. a better person. It's awesome. It, thank you. I have so much fun with commentary. It's like I think I get just as like high on life doing commentary <laughs> as I did when I was playing at the highest level. And um, this is actually something that first time I'm going to publicly tell the world. I turned 39 at the end of November, which means next this calendar year here in 23 I can play masters and somehow the angels of the universe lined it up so that I can play four or five of the masters tour that Callie McCann is putting on and that I can play masters world and I can still do all these commentary jobs and teach for you play like I am so excited that this girl is going to play a few events this year. That's (laughs) amazing. Life starts at 40, Zoe, I promise. Uh, Yes, thank you for saying that. I'm excited. It
2: does. (laughs) I turned 50 this year, so I've done my 40s and they were fantastic.
1: Yeah, I kind of feel like 20s were really wild and fun. 30s, I was like, yeah, I'm figuring it out. I'm a boss lady, but not really... I think 40s are about my boss lady, Zoe.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. The way I looked at it was when you hit 40, you're halfway to 80. And if we live to be 80, we're so fortunate. So literally life's half over. It's time to just do it for us now.
0: Yeah. yeah. We're smarter. And when you start
2: thinking like that, life's
1: amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I, of course. I'm so excited for 2023. Um, you play as calendar it blows my mind because I didn't ever know that we would get this far. And I'm already planning each one of these events. It's international. It's on the pro tour. It's um, educational speaking at conferences. And then myself, um, when I got my commentary schedule for the disc golf network, I was honored because it gave me a try last year. And um, I guess I really did it because they (laughs) gave me a lot of jobs and, I mean, I'm in it, like I told you, I'm having so much fun with it, but you really don't know what the world thinks when you're as focused as I am. I, I'm not listening or, or looking at comments. I'm just doing the job with my whole heart. And I think I did it good because uh, they gave me a lot of jobs. So that, <laughs> that calendar, yeah, that calendar looks good. Um, and then, like I said, me as a player, once you start working disc golf, and I bet you, you guys have had people say this on this podcast already, you don't play as much disc golf. And once you stop playing and you're as passionate as someone like me, um, you forget how how important it is for you to feed your soul. And so I'm happy to report to you guys today, like I've been choking my poor soul out for years, even though I've been able to like do so many awesome things. And now I can feed my soul a little bit this year while doing everything I do to choke myself out in a good way. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I, I love that you said that because
2: I I had that year 2022. I I'm a tournament director and I run ladies league and um, sit on my board of directors and for years that's uh, I I've only given back like that. I s- pulled back from playing because I but I actually played a lot this year and d- did I win a lot? No, not at all. But I definitely fed what started me into the sport and then you find that fire and that passion and then it just makes what you do giving back other ways even more fulfilling so yeah I, I feel yeah. it for sure
0: yeah I, w- I did want to track back to when you first picked up a disc but you talked about you play and all the things you've been doing now recently you've been doing quite a bit of jet setting I believe yes can yes you te- <laughs> can you tell us about the the projects they were were they you play based I believe one was with Paul Macbeth Foundation yes
1: absolutely so I will get back to When I very first picked up a disc, it's a cute, totally cute story. But um, yeah, so jet setting, there's been a lot of miles traveled. In 2022, specifically, we were just crested over 80,000 and only 30,000, 33,000 of those miles were driven. The rest were flown. And we did solidify a very, an awesome and a flourishing partnership with the Paul Macbeth Foundation. So Uplay and PMF, PMF has established Uplay as their sustainability partners and what they mean by that is these guys are so awesome they're out there in the world building courses in places that haven't even heard of frisbees or discs you know so they're establishing how disc golf truly grows worldwide and we are within six months to a year going back to these locations and we're their sustainability partner because we're educating the educators number one we're doing it we're doing these educational programs for adults while introducing it to kids so it's a two for one at the same time getting kids hooked getting the adults taught and hooked at the same time Um, and then we are leaving them with all the materials like we do kind of throughout the pro tour in the community connect program we're leaving them all the equipment the baskets and the curriculum and then it doesn't stop there there's a follow-up program that, that I and and Uplay are, intru- you know, like we introduced it. Now we're ironing out the wrinkles, but how do we support these communities from afar? Well, now because of the pandemic, we have zoom, we have Google meet, and we have um, ways to connect with me and other, other professional staff that I've certified for Uplay so that these teachers have somebody to reach out to in case they've run out of creativity or understanding or knowledge. So so, the sustainability partnership with PMF took us to Guatemala um this year. Um, it was really special because it was our first international trip, and it we can you can do all the planning in the world before you go somewhere like that, but until you're there, you have no idea what you're really getting into. Um, yeah, sure, on paper, it looked great. But well, let's teach here. Let's educate these adults, these teachers, this community. But then you get there and so many more opportunities happened. And in this situation, we knew that we were going to end the trip with um, helping the local community run their first PDGA-sanctioned B tier. But we didn't know how important that step was going to be and how symbolic for the community and the sustainability and everything. Because, you know, I think of a PDGA event and I think, oh, that's the personal disc golf side of me. But really, it's... It's the professional event that needs ran for all of our educational events to, to be viewed, to be played in, to be witnessed um, by the community, by the players, and then by the kiddos, whether they're playing or they're watching the disc golf event itself has to be the wrap up of these types of projects because it's, it's kind of that, it's not that end product, but it's like. It really is the end product of like why we're introducing it. It's like, oh, this is what it looks like. And this is what people could be doing to play the game at the highest level. But we're never asking people to play the game at the highest level. We just want them to know like the extent of the fun that they can have with this outdoor physical activity. So so Guatemala really, really helped us lay down this foundation of what we want to try to accomplish everywhere. Um, and then just to kind of follow up what's going on or what's next with 2023, we will be going to Colombia, nice. and we, uh, cause they've already built there and we will be doing a two-part trip in Africa uh, in one year's time, November, December, we'll be going to Kenya, Uganda, and they just established, well, there's something called the East African Games for the college community there where they have 17 sport initiatives for all these thousands of college students to play. And this year as PMF went, it was the introduction of disc golf. Whereas nice. um, 2023 trip with you play, I believe we'll be hosting disc golf as one of the initiatives. So I just got goosebumps. It's, <laughs> so amazing. It's, yeah. Thank you, Carrie, because it's, it's huge. Like, Holy cow. 10 years ago, five years ago, someone was, was going to say, Hey, you love teaching disc golf. You think you're ever going to introduce an initiative to an entire nation's collegiate games. I would have been like, what are you talking about? I don't even know what you just said. And now we're we're gonna be some holding the torch, you know, like making sure these guys are doing it, giving them all the support they need and making sure that they can do it forever without us, you know. So it's That's it feels incredible. really good. Yeah. And you know what else feels really good? Giving other people all the tools and walking away and just saying call me if you need me I don't I haven't seen a lot of that in in my time in disc golf and I've been playing disc golf for almost 20 years now and I haven't seen people develop and give a product away so that other people can run with it as much I've seen a lot of sales of products and people kind of trying to to capture that dollar on products and I yeah I'm in nonprofit work a lot of the other companies are in for-profit work but I think that the world, inside and outside of disc golf, is lacking giving a lot of joy away so that people can spread it. And I know that there's a certain amount of economics that we have to make money, but there's ways to do both. And I feel like Uplay has partnered up and has figured out how to give disc golf away and make it happen sustainably. You're going to make me cry, like literally...
2: (laughs) That is so yeah. amazing. Like your heart is like bigger than than your soul. Like you, you're in, you guys are incredible. And that's why we have you here. We the world needs to hear this. Not that we're like the world's listening to us yet, but we're we're doing no, our best. No, let's we're get them. Let's get the world best. to listen. And yeah, you guys are it. You need to spread the word being Canadians up here and um, you know, that's another question I have coming down the pipe for you. But um, yeah this is amazing it's 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 beautiful and i've followed the paul mcbeth Macbeth foundation stuff and i uh, was really excited we actually talked to missy right before she went um down and she was so excited and so yeah it's nice to hear your side now that you guys are back and yeah and, talk about and it.
1: having having our partnership with pmf they were informed enough i guess you could say um, they had the knowledge because of our partnership to pick pros strategically that are Play ambassadors and that know our whole program. So when they originally went to Guatemala, that was pre-partnership with Uplay. And then they did a great job. Paul obviously does a great job of teaching disc yeah. golf, but it may not be his first forte. And so now they're strategically picking the pros that have this heart and this burning desire for the teaching and that know the Uplay program. So they're setting us up for huge success in six months, to a years time when we get there. Because there are program, there are people, you know. It's that's it just amazing. keeps getting better and better. <laughs> yeah.
0: So how did, but how did you play start? What what was the the seed that made this organization grow?
1: Okay, thank you. This is a beautiful story, and it's not long. It's <laughs> oh, I don't know, it's kind of long, <laughs> but okay. So my background pre disc golf life. I've been a coach. Uh, I was a professional swimming coach and a high school volleyball coach. So coaching, and then I was a PE teacher. I was only a teacher for four years, from 2005 to 2009, and I taught high school girls at a at-risk youth boarding school academy. So I had to tell you all that stuff for you to understand, oh, this girl might have received training, um, specialized training outside of just you know coaching sport in how to deal with you know a very very limited and kind of specialized percentage of youth so at-risk teenage youth work is always going to involve you with motivational speaking how do we go further when we're helping people find their paths life coaching so these kinds of trainings were the things that i was getting sent to and and receiving while i was a pe teacher at at an academy So I'm the weekend warrior disc golfer, amateur disc golfer, and I'm loving my life and loving my time. Well, there came this time in the academy, unfortunately for them, that the budgeting and the funding was getting cut everywhere and blah, blah, blah. Well, my job wasn't at risk, but I saw all these other people that needed to feed their families getting cut. and So I I ended up writing them a three-month and then an extended six-month like opportunity PE program, and I took a voluntary unemployment leave so that other staff members could could kind of just stay and do a pass or fail for PE. Aww. So that that's going down the wormhole a little bit, but it gave me time, and I was happy to do that, even though I loved the academy, it gave me a chance to go experience something else, and I, I wanted to go see Alaska, so I moved up to Alaska, said I'd do it for a year, Ended up living there for two years, but that gave me my first opportunity to work disc golf. So I joined the Alaska Disc Golf Association, continued playing amateur, but helped build courses, helped advocate, helped um, run tournaments for the first time. And at at the time that I moved home from Alaska in October of 2011, I ran my first disc golf clinic and I told everyone at the end of the clinic, I'm going to go play professional disc golf. And I had zero... I didn't even have a plan. I didn't even (laughs) know what that meant. I had never played pro, nothing like that. So I go to the Memorial in 2012 first event and I'm telling everyone I'm on tour and I did it. I did it. And I did the whole tour. And I, I think I netted negative (laughs) $12,800 on the year. So I went in the red and then I had to go home and tell my parents at Christmas, you know, I, I, gave up a career, I gave up all this stuff, but I'm, I'm paying to play disc golf. And my dad didn't really support that. He was like, and Ike, you need to get back into teaching. <laughs> and I said, dad, that's the one thing that the tour just taught me this year is that there's no, there's no coaching anywhere. Like I I was self-made anyways, I've played with better players and never had a coach. Dustin, my now partner and best friend in life and operations manager for Uplay. When I met him in the summer of 2012, we had the same conversation like, hey, do you work with anyone? And he's like, nah, I'm self-taught. And and I was like, well, look, I'm interested in teaching clinics all over the tour because there's there's no clinics for amateur players. I'm interested in growing the women's game and I'm most interested in teaching kids because nobody's doing that, not yeah. one person. And, and really there was a couple of people here and there, you know, edge has some great programs. Um, there are uh, independent teachers or parents out there everywhere trying to get yeah. their kids, local like, communities. Like
2: Our club tries to teaching. do that. Yeah. You try to find people in your local club that can run a clinic for the girl guides or the scouts or a, another yep. community group, but you don't really have anybody that has this game plan and like uh, a schedule of how to do it right so yeah I, I totally hear you there's like and people don't really want to come to the it's hard to you guys are on tour and you also built a name for yourself so when people hear you're coming to town to do a clinic they want
1: to learn from you right yeah. so yeah yeah and you're supposed to pick or quote unquote supposed to who's who says who but you're supposed to like pick one kind of zero point focus in professionalism and anything and like go for that so people were like, hey, Zoe, are you going to coach AMs to pros, or are you going to start just children and introducing it? And I'm like, oh, I'm going to do both and more. And they're like, uh-oh, this girl's crazy. <laughs> Zoe, where are you going to teach? Just Oregon, right? And I'm like, no, all over the tour and then all over the world. Uh-oh, this girl's crazy. <laughs> she, she doesn't know what she's getting into, and and they were all right. But what everybody doesn't realize, and that I'm always kind of constantly like, I don't know where it comes from is that I I was born and blessed with, and and, and I'm not even joking, you guys. I think that about 10 people's energy was pumped into this life and this this soul and this body. And I don't know how I do it, but I know, I've always known since I was a little girl, I have more energy than most people. And my mom actually kind of feels sorry for her. She had this hyperactive, (laughs) crazy child that like, (laughs) I stopped taking naps as a nine-month-old you know my brother still takes naps like I was just like <laughs> going a hundred thousand directions as a kid but I always loved working hard I loved excelling or being the best in class and I like really really love making other people happy and so I think that the combination of these natural gifts that I was blessed with and then this need for disc off education on tour and then this passionate teacher luckily I had already known that I was put on earth to be a coach and a teacher as well so all these things are stirring up into one big melting pot plus my love for professional disc golf and, and I'm getting sponsored now and things are really happening for my career I win the, the world putting championships in 2018 i become the educator of the year that was also 2018. I have my little PDGA Edge whisk somewhere in the house. It was like that's 2018. And then most spirited, um, the Pro Tour gave me the award for most spirited or most inspirational, also. And those are awards that I used to win on sports teams. And as a teacher, I I, I got a lot of uh, kind of the most spirited in the work environment. And so all these things are coming together. And I still am not sure what to do with it all, but I know I need a way to get the message out and to to get everything in my head and in my heart out for how how to do this, how to coach and how to teach disc golf from the very beginning level intro to the highest level. I work with MPOs, you know? And so Val Jenkins sits on my board of directors. She's also like a friend for life and and an amazing woman herself. And she's like, Zoe? you got to sit down and you got to write the you play basics. And if you don't sit down and do it, somebody else is going to, and, and and it might not be done with all of the love and all of the experience and all of the creativity that you have. Let's go, let's do it. And so Val really, I feel so sorry for her, but it took, took her two years of of getting, getting me to sit down two years of really, really hard writing and working sessions. And then like, I mean, I guess the writing was, uh, it started with the pandemic. Sorry, I'm kind of jumping around here, but the story, I will reel it in. Um, when the pandemic started, you know, you play had been teaching in schools for years, but again, nobody had the curriculum book. It was just living inside of Zoe. So there's nothing to do. I'm lost. And Val's like, all right, video call every Tuesday (laughs) and Thursday. How many hours you got? I'll sit down (laughs) through it all. And there were times when we would sit for four hours on a call, six hours. Sometimes it was just one hour, but we finally got the thing written. And then it was like a year of editing. And now that the book is out, we published and produced and put it out there in May of 2022. After all these years, I could have had it out like five or six years ago, (laughs) but that's all right. All in good time. So we put it out and now it's been out for uh, a little over six, seven, eight months. And By We're hoping by March we will have gone through all of the uh, – we've got a professional publishing company, a lady editing it, that we never, ever had a lead to or a line to before. And now we'll have version 2.0 at the same time that we have the Spanish-translated and the French-translated versions. And we just – we started with those two languages because we have partnerships um, both in Latin and Southern America and then with the entire – with your guys' nation, with Canada. Um, and, and these partnerships have to do with community coaching and professional development for educators. And we, you play develop that product right after we put the book out. So it's, it's kind of neat. Right after the book gets out, how many beautiful opportunities and how many more products I knew, I knew I had to make right away. And it's like, boom, boom, boom. Once you just got the initial thing out, how many more doors that opened, and how many more people I could reach. And now we go back to that crazy girl. That's like, yeah, I want to teach the world. (laughs) All right. I think I figured out a way. Now we just have to let people know. We've got the product. We have multiple other offshoots of the product. We have ways for teachers to do it for kids. And we have ways for adults to become certified as a coach. This is really jumping into some fun work. That's amazing.
2: Um, it's good to yeah. have a little bit of crazy.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I am really good at talking, but I am not very good at sitting down. We call it, we call it butt and chair, even though it might not be the most professional way to call it, but I'm not good at butt in chair. And I am. Val always says I'm a great writer, but it's the sitting down to focus to do it part. So that's why you got to have a team of people and you have to have to outsource the work this you is, play is not zoe andike you play is a really big team of people that cared to see zoe andike's small vision really be for, something yeah. for the world This isn't yeah. a zoe thing
0: <laughs> well well the, the cool thing is so lots of people have ideas i have an idea every 5 minutes i think but you have the <laughs> en- you have the energy and the willpower to do that I mean, I, I've started lots of projects and, and you know, they've started and they're finished. And maybe because there isn't, you know, I think there's a passion there isn't, but you've obviously found that passion in your life and just gone with it. And that, that's great. And obviously well, successful.
1: Thank you for saying that, Clive. It, I think that there, there just isn't anything in the world that's better. Than watching any other human outside of your body just feel joy and feel happy and like want more of it. And there, we're at a hundred percent rate, like, yeah. disc golf is successful in giving just that. Yeah, and then absolutely. you take it all the way to the professional level and like, let's create more Paige Pierces and Kristen Tatars and Paul McBeth's. Boy, that's a super beautiful thing, but. That's like secondary to yeah. the very beginning thing, the joy. Yeah.
0: I, I've coached a lot of high school sports, basketball, soccer, whatever. And yeah, I that that giving back and seeing those the young athletes, even if you're not successful, just grow and enjoy the sport is probably the most important thing. I mean, if they get to win like a provincial championship or go to the provincials or states or whatever. Then that that's a memory they'll have, especially you know if they win. But I I see little kids um, that come up to where I work and they go oh, and they'll 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 be with their grandparents, and they'll go they'll talk on their grandparents. There's Coach Clive,
1: <laughs> yes.
0: and it, it's such a rewarding experience just to to help, um, especially young athletes, and and there's no as you say there's no goal to get them to be, you know, the next, you know rebecca lobo or lebron james or you know mia ham it's just you know you do, they're doing it for the love of the game and you are as well so
1: absolutely and then yeah. you know it's what gets really fun you guys know the name cole Rodallin. he plays yep. to young man there will undoubtedly be many more cole redolins in my life and why do i name him dustin and i put the first disc in cole's hand well literally his father did but his father brought him to a clinic that we taught at his work, uh, which you, which was Intel at the time. And it was Cole's whole family, Cole, mom, brother, dad. And we've got this photo of of Cole, like he's hip height, uh, <laughs> Dustin and I I's hip height. And he's swimming in this huge T-shirt, you know, and he's teeny tiny. And now he towers over us. The kid throws six bills easily, you know, in the, in a field. And he's only 17, but he's already completed his second year on the disc golf pro tour. Those are the little things that turn into such big things that you're like, oh man, well, now that was fun. Let's see yeah, a bunch, let's, really let's cool. watch a bunch more fun unfold, you know? But that's incredible. That's, yeah. yeah, it's just a result of the really incredible stuff. I live for the single fist bump or the double fist bump or like, the kid running at me with a high five or running at their um, yeah. classmate, teammate with a high five, that's what I live for. Cool. And then it just can can be so much more, you know? And, and so that's what where you play came from was so I wanted more of that for everybody.
0: That, that's really cool. So this is a great segue. Who put your first dip in your hand?
1: I, I love when people ask me this and I always hope that the really nice man that did it will hear these kinds of podcasts. He lives in New Zealand now. Alan Gorthy was my very first boyfriend, actually. Uh, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't date like a lot of other girls in high school. I was I was like, uh, yeah, he was my first serious boyfriend. And I was 21, and we were in my hometown of La Grande, Oregon. And it was described to me as this kind of secret kind of backyard Actually, drinking game, and you know what's really cool about this? My parents live up in the mountains, 2,000 feet up above Legrand. It's only a five-minute drive, but it's like way up in the mountains. And Alan's friend, a nice man named Trent Bray, and Trent owns a store called the Bobble Link, and it's birds, bird feed, and bird stuff, beer, special beer, and disc golf equipment. <laughs> And I was like, man, bird, beer, and disc golf. That's just awesome. But Trent was house sitting for four years on this property next to my parents' house up in the mountains. And he built this little nine hole disc golf course, but there were no baskets. They they were tone poles. And so I start playing disc golf with Alan and Trent and Trent, of course, laces me up with my first uh, bag and discs and stuff like that. And I'm playing and I get my first birdie on hole six at this temporary course. And and Trent runs this secret disc golf tournament at the end of the summer. And I'm like, wow, look at this whole thing. I, I wish wish the rest of the world could experience this, this secret game that I'm playing right now with my friends in the mountains, you know? And then uh, I, I, my swim coaching season that summer came to an end and I got this job offer and and Alan wanted to move to Bend, Oregon. So I'm packing up camp. I move out of my hometown for the first time and uh, or I guess it was the second time. And uh, we go to Central Oregon Community College and I see a chain basket and Alan's like, Zoe, look at this. And I was like, what is that? Like an elk feeder or something?
2: I thought it was a deer feeder. You put like hay in the chains. yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So I totally think that this thing is an elk feeder. (laughs) And Alan's like, no, that's a disc golf basket, Zoe. And that's what we're going to start playing on. Now that we're not in La Grande at Trent's property, this is a course. This is like a real course for communities and everything. My whole life changed. It was like an entire truckload of bricks just hit me. <laughs> but the, the rest of the world knows what this is. I can play in tournaments, nonetheless. Like I can play with other girls. Like other girls weren't playing in La Grande. And other people know what this is. And like, I have a whole world to discover it. This is a game. Holy cow. So then I become the weekend warrior, you know, I I got my teaching job and I started playing disc golf tournaments. Um, Yeah. Alan Gorthy is the one that I have to thank for it. And it's really funny because I I actually hated disc golf the first one or two times I played it because it was so frustrating and he could throw so far. He can still throw so far. It was so frustrating to me because I didn't know what to do to do that though. Like nobody gave me the one, two, three things to think about. And that right there, my friend, is a big piece also of how you play came today is because the coach and the teacher inside of me had to break down the basic fundamentals, which was the hardest thing in the world to do for any category in life. And it's like once you've reached a certain level of professionalism, the only way to become higher is to break it down into the basics and give it to the world. And so I started doing that, and I I think back to the – the day I was yelling at Alan, probably and crying because I couldn't <laughs> throw very far, and I didn't understand how. And I was frustrated. And I'm so thankful. I hope and he hears this podcast someday, so he knows like, you play wouldn't be you play without that's that amazing. <laughs>
2: and I think you just nailed it. Why this isn't happening more often or anywhere else is because I know for myself, learning to play here in so I was one, the only woman amongst like 40 or 50 guys forever. And I would say to them, can you show me? And they're like, yeah, just do this. Like- You just kind of do this. <laughs> there's so many people that are natural athletes or naturally pick it up, but they don't stop to think how to break it down or why their body can do it or what their body's doing to make it happen. And I, I feel like that's why there isn't a lot of people that can do an in-depth clinic or do what you're doing because- it's not, it's not something everybody can do. Like I, putting's a little easier because you're standing still and you can, you're not putting as much mechanics into putting as you are throwing or, you know, sidearm and, they're like, just do this, tuck your elbow in, just whatever. And it's like, uh, it's not working.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I hate no, there's, this a, sport. <laughs> there's a reason a layup looks like a good athletic layup in basketball. There's a reason a jump serve in volleyball looks so clean and like, uh, you know, this goddess is in the air smashing and crushing the ball. Well, there's a reason why a putt looks and feels right. And we all as disc golfers have uh, had a chance for like a 30 footer. And right after it left our hands, we knew it was in the basket. Yeah. Just like right after we've let that backhand or forehand drive go and been like, "Yeah, that was better than I drew it up in my head." Yeah. So there's a reason those things happen, and like, dang, it is really fun to put it into words. It's really hard too. I'll tell you something. Those couple of hour sessions with Val every once, <laughs> every couple of days, trying to describe my least favorite skill for my own body, which is a forehand. I throw a beautiful forehand, but. I will never claim to have distance, but trying to break down the description of putting the disc in your hand and what the body is doing, that may have been the hardest piece of writing my entire curriculum. And it's because it's, the le- it's what I need the most work on or least amount of uh, shots thrown for me in my lifetime or body. But now, again, I'm going to use Cole. He's my little all-star, but look how far Cole can throw it for him. Yeah. I can yeah. build somebody's forehand really good because I can describe it.
0: <laughs> so,
1: it's it's awesome.
0: Kind of, I my mind goes off on tangents all the time. But you talked about the book that came out, and um, our local disc club—we've got a copy of the book. Yeah. So back going back to my coaching days, and you know, I'm a little bit older than Kerry, so <laughs> a lot older than you. Um, when I coached in high school, we'd grab the, you know, Coach Wooden. If You, you know, people are going to go, who's Coach Wooden? But, you know, um, UCLA coach John Wooden from a long time ago, you grab his video and pop it in the machine and you go, okay, you know, this is the basic layout. This is a drill you can do for this. This is something you can do for that. Is play going to release any video content, instructional video content? Yes.
1: Thank you for asking And the world has actually been asking for a while. I feel like we're a little behind quote unquote on doing it, but there's so many things going on. So yeah, a couple of products in, in the development and, and coming down the pipeline this year or coming out for the public. So we want, we want the video modules to aid and support the level one coaching certification that's already started and is in beta testing right now. And so that's something that's happening in Canada we're in 10 days getting ready to head down to Mexico and, and get it started there. And then in March, we're going to be releasing it and, and pumping it out in Ireland. So we've got a few different areas of the world that level one coaching is starting in September, the Discmania mania open that's hosted in Eastern Canada there. Um, we're going to launch the level two. And so the the video modules for level two certification are are gonna be something that we film with our partner and um, beautiful gift to my life, Mark Oxer. Mark Oxer is all you play, or well, he's not all you play, he does all kinds of strength coaching as well, but Mark Oxer is helping Dustin and I in the development of the video modules and the level one, two, and three coaching certification. And so Mark, Mark's gonna help us film here in this March when we go over there. And then we do also, I don't think it's gonna, I actually, I shouldn't put a timestamp on this one, but we are gonna come out with the second book. So I talked about how version 2.0 of the Uplay Basics is coming out because yeah. that's like the edited version, but the advanced version. So this is the basics. The second book is, it's 65, 70% written right now. It's not my first priority. I want, I want these coaching certification manuals and videos to come out first. But, um, the follow-up book has to come. you know, once you get the basics out there, you, you got to get the advanced topics out there. But then the I think I'm going to let the world and each individual country, state, province, nation run with it after the advanced series and the coaching certifications are out. Um, and my belief there is, number one, I'll probably be a bit older by the time all that's accomplished. And number two, as long as everybody has the right framework, my biggest dream is to live long enough to see all of the different countries develop my product further and and outdo me, you know, you know, Uh, I don't know how to say that in education, the best thing in the world or the reason why I'm smiling from ear to ear right now is it will always be done better. And it will, it's a live, education is a live document that will always be edited. If you will, That that was like an, an analogy of, man, I know I'm writing excellent, most expertly tailored material, but there's going to be so many people that write it better than me after it's out there. And I can't, I can't wait for that. So, yeah. So
2: is, is Mark like, is he, you play Canada? Or Um, if someone in Canada wanted to get involved in you play, is he the go-to person or do they come to, to you and, and Dustin?
1: Like, so yeah you guys will come to you play. So Mark used to live in Canada. I don't know yeah. if you guys know this but he recently yeah, from Edmonton relocated. Um yeah, he he oh, Yes. or Calgary. Anyway, Edmonton, Calgary. but yeah, Calgary he has connections there and then I uh, sorry. Anyway, so him and his wife moved. They re- just relocated this last year and they live in the Netherlands now. Okay. And so Mark's going to... Mark is like you play Europe and going to help us um, get a lot of these things going in europe but at the same time before he left canada he helped us develop this product for canvas golf which is the level one two three coaching certification stuff and we've only released level one um, but we're working with Disc golf now yep. and anybody that we had previous contacts with so mark um, we're getting ready to work with the entire Calgary disc golf community. I think that's the largest club that you guys have in your nation. Yeah, I but think there's like 1,200 1, yeah. members in the club. <laughs> it's,
0: yeah, It's, it's huge. a huge
1: city, yeah. But we're getting ready to um, work with that entire club for the second wave of level one coaching certification. Um, there's another lady right there in BC, Marie Elise. Do you guys Marie Elise from the
2: Kootenays, yeah. So yeah. yeah. Yeah,
1: so I would... I don't know if she, she she's going to be happy to hear this on this podcast for the first time, <laughs> but I would consider her you play Coaching ready and certified, but it's because I've done so much one-on-one work with, with her after yep. she bought the book, she booked personal development time with me to learn how to use the book. So without her ever even going through the program, I'd say Marie is, I'd just give her the test and I would certify her in a heartbeat if she was ready, but she's She's like, you play BC ready right now. And
2: that's incredible because she's an occupational therapist. Yeah. And she just, I met met her in um, August uh, at the Crush in the Kootenays at the women's event that was held there. And she has just now started like a, a new Disc Golf Instagram page as an occupational therapist trying to bring her... Degree and her knowledge to the disc golf world somehow. And she's the kindest, sweetest human being I have ever met. Me too. Yeah. And I'm, I love that I've had that connection with her and that you say that because she would be perfect.
1: Yeah. You know, it's funny, is I pretty much should just call her after this podcast and say, Hey, let's, let's make this whole thing official. Why don't you just take this test real quick online for me and send me these videos because she is you play bc right now in my mind you know yeah and so it's pretty informal right now but we're working we're we're using contacts with can disc golf contacts through mark oxer from his time living there and then contacts from just dustin and i organically um it's whoever reaches out to us there's there's zero discrimination we just want coaches we want as many coaches certified as possible and it's neat that we developed this product for your country first. It's funny that we did it for Canada before the United States, but <laughs> you guys, you guys kind of know how the US is. We're doing it anyways along the Community Connect. Um, yeah. and we're doing it through educational conferences with teachers here, like shape conferences. But um, we basically get to take that level one, two, three coaching certification product and redesign the colors because it's beautiful with red and black and white right now slap on the Mexican flag colors here in just a couple of weeks and let it launch and do its own thing there in Canada and turn around and do the same thing in in Ireland and in, in March and it's like let's just three places we'll be in Kenya and Africa later you know we'll be in Colombia Colombia's already like yes we want it we don't want to reinvent the wheel and that's the goal we want people to take what we have soak it up yes you're certified now you develop your own product you play has never you play has never ever been like we we develop it we own it we're the ringleaders of the world it's not like that it's like hey we develop this we gotta we want to get this in you guys' hands and then we want to see your creative brain your professional minds and and the highest level of disc golf enthusiasts in your country take this on as their own their own child to grow you know
2: well <laughs> We have two people in our in our club, in our community that are school teachers that uh, our club bought the book for them. Yes. And yes. Yes. And my goal is to let them hear what you're saying right now. And hopefully they're so passionate and they're trying to work to develop like a, a junior summer camp to teach juniors disc golf. So we can have like a junior piece to our club. And that's kind of my hope. That's why I'm asking. I want to, I want to yeah. know where this can
1: go. So we'll let, we'll let and, them hear what you're saying. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> You know, it's funny. Yeah. It's funny. I like don't advertise that you can book time with me after you bought the book, but like it's it's probably just cause I'm doing about 150,000 other things. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, here, you heard it first on this podcast, The World. There you people go. Can, people can book 30 minutes or an hour with me. And I wouldn't. That's a little more expensive. But if you take that time and you book with me or, or Dustin or here pretty soon in the future, Marie, I'm going to teach you how to use the book forever. And what I mean by that is if you flip through the book right now, you have one year's worth of curriculum. And people might take a look at it that don't have an educational eye or background and be like, I added up all the minutes in your drills and it's only like two hours and 30 minutes. No, one drill, one putting drill, you could run for nine weeks in different ways. And then after you ran it, you warm up your class, you run the regular putting drill as many different ways as you can, then you go play disc golf. Well, guess what? There's tons more drills in there for every other skill. And then if you get, want to get really into it with me on like a, a 30 minute call, I talk to you about how you can change each drill tons of different ways. But like I just want to empower everyone with their own creative brain, if they're passionate about coaching or working with people, to take a look at the book, take a look at the drills, and design the creativity yourself because there there is infinite hours of instruction inside of there. I just gave the world. All of the tools they needed in one book, but I'll I'll give you more. Don't worry, more is coming. <laughs> it's just that there's so much in there. I want to challenge the world to use their own creativity and use their brain to stretch out one, if not all, the drills in my book now to be hundreds of hours of of content for your your uh, audiences because you can. <laughs> it's an incredible gift.
0: Yeah, and I'll definitely be reaching out to you after probably with um. Justin, Elizabeth's contact details because I know they'd love to get in touch with you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. I think I've
1: heard that name. I'm I'm interested. Justin, if you're out there listening, I can't wait to hear from you. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: we'll we'll make sure, sure it listening. happens. Between yeah. our club and Clive and I we will make sure that yeah. we connect you guys. Cool. Yeah.
0: So, with you being so busy with um Universal Play and your commentary, are you planning to play any events this coming year? Yeah, so
1: I'm so pumped that you even asked I because it's really hard to find time in a professional work week to structure any kind of practice. Um, <laughs> I haven't, it's really hard to play disc golf, you guys. It's like, uh, I got to play nine holes two days ago, and I got to play 18 holes yesterday, and I was like blown away because I got a round and a half in, like it's, <laughs> it's been months. Anyway, so. Callie McMoran is a genius. I love her. She has developed the Masters Tour. I'm walking over to my calendar right now. So <laughs> in May there is the Tim Selinsky Major for her Masters, and I'm yep. like I said, I'm yep. 39. I'm turning 40 in November of this calendar year, so I can do it. So the Tim Selinsky is literally in my backyard. It's, it's here in Portland, Eugene, right? Oregon. No, oh, it's in Eugene. It's in Eugene. <laughs> nice. Yeah, and I live here, and so I'm like, dang. <laughs> Hopefully, like the 800 million rounds I have at Dexter from my whole life will be enough to equate to uh, some of the practice I That's don't awesome. have time to get in. But so, yeah, so I'm going to play the Tim Selinskis. I'm going to play, there's a, an event for the Masters Tour that she's got in Estacada. Um, it's a Milo Beaver Sickling, yep. I think, layout. And then there's one at Horning Out, which is usually typically where the chick flick is ran. Now, I've That's only great. ever played like three ever events, maybe two at horny's out so i don't have as much experience there as like most people would think but i'm going to play those three master's tour events i am going to try to qualify to play the flagstaff master's worlds and then if the combination of those well i shouldn't say if when i podium finish at all of those i should <laughs> qualify for the finale and that's not until um october in north carolina but those would be the Four or five events that Zoe nice. and is is playing this year. Yeah. So and winning this year. Winning, that's right.
0: Have you officially graduated then from the FPO to the Masters?
1: Just um just now. I mean, I haven't ever real. played. I haven't ever played a tournament in Masters no, but are yet. But are you my gonna first play one, Yeah. Are you, are you
0: gonna play any more FPO?
1: Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, given the opportunity, and if I'm not. Uh, in the booth or on the course I, I would take a, a booth job at an Eat a Eat Wheat series first yeah. but if there was like some little itch where I got to scratch that didn't conflict with um, t- talking, doing the commentary because I love, I think, I, I kind of feel like I'm giving, <laughs> gi- giving the world a little bit of a gift. Well, I, I, that sounded pompous. I no. like doing commentary there so much go. that I think that I think that um, the world learns more about the game. It has nothing to do with Zoe and I like think it, it's for the world. And that's what I meant by the gift. So if, if there was ever a chance to play FPO that didn't conflict with the elite series commentating, um, I really only like playing the highest level. Um, otherwise I'd like to just support the event. <laughs> that's awesome. No, that's awesome.
2: And moving into masters, like I, and it's, and it's fun because when I, was 40 there's nobody i had still had to play fpo all the way up to this year being 49 and still playing with the 20 somethings because there wasn't fp 40s now i'm in this weird position where i can play fp 50 but no one's (laughs) playing fp 50 they're all moving to fp 40 so i'm still playing (laughs) I'm still playing with all these younger women. So I was planning to go to Flagstaff this year. And I was so excited because I said, I'll do FP50. I don't have to play against Owen Scoggins and Jen Allen. And (laughs) And You'll have a division. Yeah, I'm not going to make it because I want to go back to Emporia. So 2024 Emporia, I'm going to go back and play FP50.
1: That's awesome. And now we're in the glory days, Carrie. Yeah. You have a couple of different cards in your division now. Yes. Yes. (laughs) So it is. It's the glory days. I look at it as the glory days too. This is tying into playing FPO. You know, there was decades where Val Jenkins, Paige Pierce, and let's go back further, Juliana Corver, Elaine King, Des Redding. They played against each other every weekend, Katrina Allen, Sarah Hocum we were looking at the same top cards for since the beginning of the game for decades and decades. And it changed over hands to like the page pierce days and things like that. But now we're in the real glory days, literally as of 2021, that's when it started where I can play an FPO event on tour and I can never play with the same girl in four different rounds in a weekend and I actually don't know everybody that is signed huge. up for the event. And it, it's so fun because I, I remember the first round I played with cat merch and I was like, who's this, she is so entertaining. She's such a fun, <laughs> funny, sweet. I mean, her personality is just unmatched and beautiful and hilarious. And I loved to watch her crush on the disc. And in the same time, I'm, I'm watching Maria Oliva. She's so quiet. She's so <laughs> professional. She is throwing it a mile. And I'm like, who are these little sweeties? And now there's some of my, like you play ambassadors, teammates, and friends. And every, every month a new one's popping up and I'm like eating it up that I'm meeting all these new, amazing, talented people.
0: And <laughs> I, and Maria's just joined your team. Yes.
1: Yeah, I uh, benefit to Maria that I don't know if I should be telling the world about her if she chooses to take me up on it or not, but because she's my teammate, she's got a lot of my focus and, and, um, I, I will do anything to see her become one of the next world champions. Anything. Amazing. And I, I I'm a hundred percent dedicated to Ella Hanson in that, uh, regard as well. I will see Ella, set the new Guinness world record for distance. And absolutely um, Jen, Jen Allen knows that's coming. <laughs> you watch, you watch Ella throw a disc and you're like, wow, I can't believe she hasn't already. Cause she's only a couple feet away and that's I will awesome. see Ella become a world champion. And I'm like personally vested into it. Like I am in my own, like I was in my own career and like I am right now and seeing you play uh, win and, and you play yeah. winning means that the world wins. But Ella or Maria or well, t- those are the two on the that have a lot of my focus right now. But seeing Paige Pierce get her sixth title and set that kind of FPO history. Those are those are the things that I really want to see happen in the women's game. Absolutely. And like I'm vested in. <laughs>
2: it's it's crazy how you were talking like, so I've I'm moving into my 23rd year playing disc golf and being part of disc golf. And for me, it was Des Redding and Juliana Corver and yeah. Burl.
0: Burl, yeah. Burl,
2: yeah, right? And Valerie Jenkins. And um, I hosted an event in 2006, or TD'd an event in Kamlips, and I had Des and Juliana and Burl and Val here in her rookie year. And those the, it was so cool to see them play and watch. And now 20, well, not 20 years later, but whatever, 12, 18 years, whatever it is, um, to see this new era of disc golf. And like you said, uh, these females coming up and like Holland Hanley at Worlds, like, yeah. holy crap. Like, you know, and it and it excites me and it <clears throat> fuels my passion because women in sport is where my heart is, women in disc golf. And there was this kind of lag time, I feel like in the mid, mid-2000s mid where we weren't seeing a lot of women in the sport and we weren't seeing you know, like you said, it, if it wasn't the, uh, Belle Jenkins and, uh, Juliana Corver's show, it became the cat and page show. And mm-hmm. not that I, and I, my I, I love page. She's been here like three or four times. And, um, she's like one of my, she's like a kid. She's one of my kids. I love the, I love her. And it's yeah. like now to see her, like Clive and I were having this talk before you joined us. She's, it, it'll be amazing for her to win her sixth title because it's going to be probably the hardest. World's title, she's going to win just because of the champ, the 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 championship level FPOs that are showing up every single weekend. And like you said, it's a different face, and they're all hungry. They're just as hungry for their first as she is for her sixth. So for her to win her sixth, I think I'll come unglued. It'll be my most favorite win for her. So
1: yeah, yeah, Yeah. it's exciting. I just got the goosebumps because (laughs) you get on Instagram or wherever your platforms are that you you get your news and social stuff and like. Kristen Tatar training. uh, Val, or I mean, excuse me, Katrina Allen, you know, she's lifting weights and going to Arizona again to get her warm weather acclimation. Uh, You know that Maria is playing with her new discs. Holland needs to announce her new sponsor, or maybe she already did. Yep. No, I don't think she She has. No. Okay. Yeah. But, anyways, there's just all this stuff going on where at the highest level, you know, I I think about my girl Paige or I think about uh, Ella or any of them what is what's brewing inside of their heart and inside of their thoughts yeah. who's who's cooking the the confidence cake who's baking the confidence cake and who's uh, who's letting worry or doubt or fear seep in because we yep. see those things and we learn and we get to watch on the disc golf network now how our heroes are um, either kind of flourishing or crumbling yeah and it's a special learning piece for the world because the crumble stories are sad but we also learn from those things you know and yep. it's like and how do they come out of those crumbles, or how do they refine their confidence and things like that? So, yeah, yeah. And
2: as, um, like, I was telling Missy this when we interviewed her you get so invested from this side of the screen when we're watching live disc golf. And like, I'm jumping up out of my chair and I'm doing like, when you're on commentary, I'm doing the same thing. Like I'm grabbing my head and I'm just like, ah, and my husband's like, you got to calm down. You have nothing on the line here. And I'm like, I do though. I said, I love these kids. Like it's yeah. Yeah, so people cheer for hockey like this. And they get, you know, pissed off when their team doesn't win, or why did you do that? Why didn't you pass the puck? So I'm like yelling, you know, with Paige, like, what were you thinking? Or you yeah, should have thrown yeah. your passion. Or you know, it's <laughs> like, yeah, I'm losing my crap at the TV, and it's 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 good. And again, when they when they fail, my heart falls too, right? You're like, oh, right, right, and yeah,
0: it, yeah, It must be tough. I mean, you've got so many young on on the MPO and the FPO side that that aren't developed you know i remember what i was like when i was 24 i was a stupid <laughs> m- most men at 24 are stupid sorry you know the maturity isn't there and you've got you've got um 17 year old Gannon Buehr playing you've got these young guys playing that i remember watching was it the, the end of the Disco Pro Tour when um, who missed the putt and let Missy come in third? Do you remember that?
1: Oh, just this year. Valerie. Valerie. Yeah, yeah so, Valerie was so, like so she missed the it. putt
0: that put her in third place and then she's off with a back turned, obviously. In the trees, crying. Crying. Yeah. Uh, as Missy makes her putt and, you know, for, for that to happen to such a, uh, you know, a young person playing the game and a chance. And that was just for third. That was third. Yeah. yeah, I'm
1: glad you brought that up, because actually I was there, obviously I was doing the commentary for that. And, and when you watch, when you watch the player go into the woods and, and cry, I, I was there when Eagle at Jonesboro, I was watching him when he re hurt his, his shoulder and walked off the course and, and the feelings that you get when you see, that happened to a player. I mean, it's good. It's bad. It's everything. It's, it's like the definition of, of life, of being, of being a human.
0: And it's part of pro sports and any any sport that that you had to take the, for want of better term failure with the wins and you had, you had to learn from that and you know, um, Aaron Gossage.
1: Yeah. uh, Oh my
0: gosh. I mean, on the, yeah. In, on the extra hole. Yep. I think he'll come back. I think he's a great player. Um, but for some people that's going to just go bam that's their career gone. So with all these young people coming in it's it's going to be t- tough. I mean
2: is it and this makes me think about this. You have disc golf strong, you have Seth out there who takes care of the physical piece of these players week after week. Has the pro tour ever considered a sports psychologist these young kids like 17, 18, 20 they've gone on tour, they've chose not not to go to university, they've chose to give up jobs. And like Valerie standing in the bushes crying and the camera turns and anyone who had disc golf network tuned in that day watched for 15 seconds while her shoulders shook and she didn't want to look over her shoulder because she knew there was a camera on her mentally that can take an athlete to super dark places. Do you think it's something we'll ever see on the pro tour where a sports psychologist is there for support
1: mentally? while you have Seth doing the physical? Um, okay. That's a, that's a really great question. So we are seeing sports psychologists being used now i don't know that the pro tour there's (laughs) the pro tour is the only entity i know that has their hands in more buckets than i do (laughs) so i feel like that one might not be like on their highest priority list however i know it's it's probably ran across their radar a few times yeah but um like i know ella has reached out separately and is working with a sports psychologist that mainly had to do with ultimate I know Kona. Kona, Yeah, Kona is really loving the work that she was accomplishing at the end of her season with that doctor. Very independent, very separate. Yeah. I think some of these sports psychologists have a little bit of love for disc golf, and some of the ones we've heard of have nothing to do with disc golf. And I really, it really actually, uh, I have like some of the highest curiosity of like I would love to be a fly on the wall for a session with a with a psychologist that was a disc golfer. And I'd love to be on the wall with one that's not because I think that there's max, huge bonus to both, huge bonus to both. So I, I really wonder, but, um, I do think back to reeling it in, I think that we're going to see a lot more pros doing probably like social media posts about like, uh, what was going on. And and I think it's therapeutic for them to post what they're experiencing, but I think it's therapeutic as long as it's positive positive um and not too selfish i think it's therapeutic for the disc golf community to read those things and like conceptualize to their own tournament games and their own feelings that they've had and so going through these journeys together it's kind of nice that we do have social media because the pros are we're all humans everybody's a human everybody's got feelings everybody gets their feelings hurt or their souls crushed if they didn't accomplish the goal that they set out to seek um and so i think that i think that pros are like maybe the newer amateur disc golf um population sports psychologists in some ways
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i yeah. i just and, hope that the
1: pros are taking good care of themselves as yeah. well
2: and the pros like that are willing to share like kona she was so yeah. blatantly open about it and raw about it and i think that's why she has fans and she's one of those ones that you know definitely i'm i'm sure her season affected her um you know signing this huge contract and then not performing how she wanted to perform, but being really honest with her fans about it. Whereas a lot of, I've noticed a lot of disc golfers aren't they're They're kind of, they go silent. Right. And then that's Mm -hmm. when the keyboard warriors come out, which Uh. the pro disc golfers are staying away from their social media at that point or blocking them. And, you know, like you just have to look at the PDGA's announcement of player of the year and see how many people come out just to slaughter the women rather than hold them up and support them. And page one on the PDGAs paper, page one. Yes. Right. Did, did, right. Kristen, did like, You know, we could have that conversation all day long, <laughs> but maybe what you should do is research the PDGA and ask to have your voice heard as a paying member of the organization rather than tear down an athlete. So, yeah. you know, yeah, so it's, it's hard. There's so much that goes into, and these aren't athletes. They're not like, and someone said, Oh, the NBA stars and hockey players it happens all the time. Like we're not talking $10 million a year for, you know, uh, disc golfer
1: yeah and they also have like access to the best best. medical attention and physical therapists and like coaches and yeah they have have
2: everything and it's a very small top piece of the mpo and fpo that make the money to allow them to tour full-time where they don't have to work in the offseason or have 15 other sponsors or you know that bottom piece of the pros that are out there grinding are living hand-to-mouth and yeah Just you know, I mental health I think is a big piece of the sport, and I and yeah, I for the young ones like Gannon Burr and those guys, that's where I just hope, I hope there's there's something going on that they can access that, right?
1: Yeah, I mean you hear Gannon's speech, which bless his heart, he is a very intelligent young man, and you hear his speech after winning U.S. and um, he's behind on his dang homework. Yeah. Hey, who's making sure this kid's still being a kid too. That's right. Exactly. (laughs) We need those things, but it's nice. that Thanks for bringing that stuff up because this gives me a good chance to plug my sponsors and thank them and tie it into the psychology piece of disc golf there. It's a, it's the wild west in disc golf from what sponsorship is. And there is a very, very small, very small number of people at the top that are making a really good wage in like, Yay, we're finally at that point. But just below those really top making um, money players is a level of players that is like super close to the same records, but like maybe paying to play disc golf. You guys don't even know. You know, and it's like, I think the world thinks that the whole entire tour is making money and that's really not the case. So I want to shout out my sponsors and then other people out there that are sponsoring just like Infinite and Thought Space. So really good live example. I'm going to use myself. One of the owners of the companies that I'm sponsored by is significant other was like, Hey, how come Zoe and I, I, uh, she's not really playing anymore. And yeah, <laughs> that's true. Wow. And his, his response to her and, and, and she loves me and we're all like really good friends. And I'm not even going to say the company or the person nope. or anything, but his response was Zoe's on a different level of being a really good face for any brands because if she believes in a product, she's all in to make sure that product is in their hands and Zoe's passionate and all in to grow disc golf on a whole different level. Well, thank you to that sponsor because there are other big manufacturers that are sponsoring players that aren't winning And that they're really, really grinding and that may not even have as many outlets as I do. Like I have a voice. I'm older and have a lot of experience and and have have done a lot of things in the game already. Well, there's younger men and women that aren't winning that there, there are sponsors out there giving them some money to live on and supporting them. And so I have to thank manufacturers across the board and I have to thank local people. There's like disc golf shops locally that are, sponsoring their player to get out there and play one or two elite series and like thank you i can't name you all because i don't know you all out there but thank you to the companies and the people that have the resources to put some support and belief into these players that aren't winning every weekend and and have it all because that's the only way we're going to get to the olympics it's the only way we're going to get it everywhere it's the only way everybody has access and a chance and so yeah, thanks. Um, thanks to my sponsors, Infinite and ThoughtSpace, for like never giving up on me. Whale Sacks was in there first. Disc Golf Strong has always taken care of me. And they're a little too busy to write my workouts now. And I'm <laughs> Mark Oxer's writing my workouts now. Yeah. But, like you better believe I'm talking and texting Seth, you know, regularly and love him. Uh, I also want to plug Disc Dots. They're not one of my personal sponsors, they're a Uplay sponsor. They've been great. Upper Park has been great to Uplay, whereas Pound Disc Golf Bags is my bag sponsor. And I'd like to pause and talk about that a little bit really quickly because Grip um, has recently reached out to Uplay and kind of asked, hey, we've got these bags, can you make use of them if we donate them, blah, blah, blah. Yes, nonprofits, I'm pointing this way because I'm going to yeah. point this one when I talk about Zoe and Zoe sponsorships, but nonprofits over here, they are – only going to be successful with a term called collective impact. So I've got three bag companies because Levi with the uh, pound disc golf has always also wanted to help you play as much as possible. Yep. And there's zero conflict of interest for you play to work with all three because all three want to see disc golf education blow up. Now, if I'm playing the masters worlds and winning it, who am I shouting out pound, <laughs> but you better believe that I am shouting out all three bag companies because they collectively want to see you play, make it. And again, I challenge anyone out there that's a company owner in disc golf specifically to think a little more open-mindedly now. Sure. We got personal players. They better be all brand specific and they better not be cheating on you at the time of competition. (laughs) But when we're talking about, when we're talking about a bigger thing in disc golf, Yep. You better believe your pro is coming in as a Uplay ambassador in a school and maybe giving away a different company's disc and you better pat them on the back and maybe give them a few more bucks for it. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And that's that's a wonderful way to put it.
0: So I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm gonna do a little bit of uh, Zoe Andike promotion here. Yesterday, I went out um, in the snow <laughs> and, and played disc golf with a friend and I took out my brand new Thought Space. Zoe like Mana and threw it. For yes,
1: me. I was like, "Please say Mana, please say Mana." Yeah, man.
0: <laughs> it is the Pathfinder was one of the first discs I got, and it's it's my it's my go-to mid-range. And I thought, okay, I'll um, I'll try out the Mana. It's a little bit you know understable compared to the Pathfinder. And I threw it two, three times, and yeah, it feels really just. I mean, this isn't just because you're on there. It feel, <laughs> I like the plastic. It feels really good in the hand. Uh, out of the three times I got to throw it, it went where one twice. But that, is, <laughs> I, that, is, that isn't the disc, that's me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just feel so incredibly blessed. The mana is like the do-it-yourself trick shot or tool disc that every person from an MPO to a rec player absolutely needs in their bag. And I can't believe my name is on it because it's a magical disc. Same thing with the Sphinx. I feel so lucky because it improves everybody's game. It's such a solid disc, and I'm like, "How did I get my name on the world's best disc for everybody?" That's amazing.
0: <laughs> yeah. So thank you. Um, we like to wrap up with some some questions that we have. All right. And we've always thought that we should forewarn the. Um, guests about these questions but we haven't because we like the reactions we get when we ask them
1: it's so. <laughs> almost more fun that way
0: so the, so the first one we've, cha- we've changed a little bit but if you were who is your ultimate card who would you you know who are the three people on oh. your ult- ultimate card
1: okay so I'm going to tell you for my casual round and then I'm going to tell you my FPO tournament round okay.
0: there's, there's, there's totally two answers here sounds good
1: yeah, 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 yeah. My favorite person in the world and that like truly does it for me playing this golf with like because it's so inspiring is Dustin Keegan. Thousand percent hands down any time of the week I'd take him over Paul. It's hard to say I'd take him over Jamesy e. Conrad, <laughs> but I, I would. And Jamesy e. is somebody I get to play with um, semi-regularly if I ever want to on tour. And he's really fun to play with too. So Dustin Keegan, number one right now you know if you'd asked me five years ago i wouldn't have even been able to say this but right now ella hanson i get so freaking jacked up when i watch her throw a disc oh my gosh is she fun um and then who else do i really just love to play i really i play a lot with paige but i she's a little distracted for me uh <laughs>
0: And what, no, and when you, what, I say that... What, what I, do you, what I, do you okay. mean by distracting?
1: What I mean that, what I say is, is uh, she's she's just so good, and she's so focused in on, like, her shots and, like, throwing a couple extras, you know, to prep for the tournament. We don't get a chance to play casual ever, like, silly disc golf much. And so she's she's so awesome, but I wouldn't pick Paige first because she's, she's so good that she's focused on her. <laughs> You know, um, so okay, so we got we got Dustin, we got Ella. I would say Paige, but Own. I used to tour with Own Scoggins um, in 2014, 15, and I'd say the only other happiest disc golfer on the planet besides myself is Own. And Own is so much fun. She's purely encouraging. She seriously wants to see you ace, your disc to go in. And she's also gonna have the biggest crap talk in the world that's so fun. It's like <laughs> the sweetest way to be like, I'm gonna
0: beat you. <laughs> that's
1: <laughs> awesome.
2: She- I yeah. heard
0: yes.
1: I heard in an interview with
2: her one time when she's on tour, when she gets to her card, she's like, Okay, serious today or fun today. And people are like, mm-hmm. well, you know, I'm, I'm no, it's serious today. Okay. And then she like, kind of like keeps it mellow. But if they said the worst thing you can do is tell it well, it's going to be a fun, we're going to have fun today because her energy is insane.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. If you get her going, yeah, it's, it sucks for Owen. If she has to play serious because it's hard for her to not Want to have the most fun? That's how she's gonna win. <laughs> yeah. Like, if if own's happy, she's gonna win. If <laughs> own has to be quiet and serious, is like the game gets harder. And yeah. I understand that. So, <laughs> so yeah. Be, sorry, that was a long answer. And then if I was just out on tour, FPO, um, you know, blah blah blah. I'm gonna pick own again. So she's like totally VIP. <laughs> but to, to play a FPO serious Worlds round with Kristen's fun and Kristen's the homie. When I say that. Kristen is so serious, but she's also paying attention to every single thing. And it's hard to play with, it's more fun for me to play with people that are watching every single shot of the game and not their, just their own. And I'm calling the entire world of disc golf out on that. If you're one of those players that's only really watching your shots, you could be more fun to play with if you're watching the whole game and keeping your mouth shut. When it's not your turn to talk. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you did. Uh, yeah, awesome. I did that, and I yeah, did that did. for all of you that like talking a lot, because I like talking more than you do. But I like playing, <laughs> I like playing disc golf more than I like talking. Actually, it turns out. And so, if it's not your turn to talk, and it's not your turn, or you know, it's not the right time, be sure to shut your mouth and let the game play, and pay attention to all the shots. So that's Kristen. she's she knows everything. She knows what like what's going on in your bag. She knows like how many times you've thrown it, and I like that. It is fun to play with her. And then it's so hard to pick another one cause like Juliana Corvert, Juliana and I, yeah you know, she's like my big, big sister that like just she makes me smile so hard when I play with her. she and she's like watching an elegant fairy dance, the most beautiful dance. So it's like really fun to watch her throw. Um, so JK would probably be on the card. And if I were to choose an alternate, man, like people people are putting down some nasty rollers like Ella again, but I already chose her for casual. Yeah, it's hard. It's getting hard. <laughs> that's, it's
2: getting that's hard.
1: Awesome. <laughs> yeah, cat merch is super fun. Dang. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. Val. Okay. Wow. I'm saying Val. Sorry. We're bringing Val out of retirement and Val's on the card.
0: Okay. Yes. That sounds good.
1: <laughs> sorry.
0: Okay. You, you're you going to play a park course. What? And you can only take one disc to play the whole round. What would you take?
1: Ooh. Mana. I'm going to take mana. the
0: mana. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. That, that was would, hard. It would be the Zoe and Ike mana that you would take. Yes. Yes.
1: Yeah. And if I didn't do that, it would probably be Paige Pierce's passion putter. The passion is such a sick dip. Yeah. Sure. Yeah.
0: Sure. And now we come to courses. Two courses. One is your bucket list course that you haven't played yet, you'd like to. And the other one is probably, you know, your favorite course that you've played.
1: The bucket list that I haven't played yet is hard because over there, in in Europe, so like Nokia's got some stuff going on, and so does the European major. Mm. It's over in Europe, I know it is. It, it, to be to be honest with you, I've commentated on it. Pcs, I really want to play there, and it's because of that 18th green with the tractor. I yeah. gotta play PCI. <laughs> that, that whole course, like it, that, we watched that and I was like, okay,
2: I gotta go play this course. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. where
1: my like family roots are, you know, I'm, I've got a lot of Norwegian in me. So i like, I gotta get over there.
2: <laughs> Sweets.
1: Um, and then for my favorite that I've played tons and tons around, it'd be weird if I didn't say Milo McIver and it's both East and West. West. I have hundreds and hundreds of tracks um, played there. I refer to it as heaven. I skipped out on family Christmas day to be there. You know, like I told my mom in advance, we're doing Christmas early. I got to be in heaven on Christmas day. And so (laughs) I I would say that's Milo. And for those of you out in the world that are listening and that have played Poli Poli in Maui, you guys know that my heart, the piece of my heart will always live up on that volcano. And and that's a special disc golf course, Poli Poli. (laughs) Cool. Yeah
0: yeah so is there anything um, else you'd like to share with us?
1: Yeah, probably just that you play somehow will be responsible for reporting the first ace in space. I'm serious. I, I like it. <laughs> I don't know how yet. There's zero, like uh, but you didn't on know you
2: didn't know how your crazy was gonna make stuff work. yeah, back in twenty. 20- 14 15 yeah and it's working so you guys don't doubt zoe
0: okay her crazy can make it happen if one day day i'm walking along on a disc golf course and this falls out of the sky i know it was the first ace in space
1: that's right that is right (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah we'll we'll do that but then also i i really will have fun with this in my lifetime i will work with some of the most decorated popular athletes of other professional sports um, to introduce disc golf to them. And that's, there's like this little thing inside of me that when I was first playing amateur, I wanted to see a figure skater throw a disc. I wanted to see a professional dancer throw a disc and I wanted to see LeBron James's hand inside of a disc. Like, (laughs) Oh my God, his hand is bigger than the whole disc. So there's this, there's this little piece inside of me that, you know, if I can if I can get a disc in Oprah's hands, in LeBron's hands, uh probably. You know, there's a few other big named athletes that I just want to shake their hands. But then,
0: yeah,
1: outside would, of shaking it, I want to see. Them yeah, to that
0: would be yeah. a you play fundraiser because in, you know, I'll I'll call it ball golf. I just call it golf, but you know, they have the proams, and they yeah. have, they have um. Who's the the caddyshack bill. Murray. Bill Murray. And he's always on, you know, on that program down in California. Um, but that would be really cool to have a am where you get these people from other sports or celebrities just come out, play with the pros and watch. That would be hilarious watching some of those sort of people throw a disc because, you know, yeah. you, for the first time you throw a disc, it goes left.
2: Well, oh, they kind yeah. of do a pro am at Funky Farms, right? Is that a, where they bring in celebrity, like the celebrity chef? and Right. Yeah. We've done
1: a, there's been a few different versions of it but it's yet to be done big or the way I'm thinking of it. And I do really want it to be like, I I, I see you play being the charity partner of like these really cool celebrities that we put together. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. Like this has actually been one of my, uh, just uh, I really appreciate this casual conversation and having me as a guest on this podcast because it was like really, really fun and refreshing to talk to you both. Thank you.
2: And it was, it was amazing to finally talk to you and hear you talk about it. And, you know, we, I've heard you on other podcasts before, but just giving you the opportunities to casually like get excited. You, you filled my whole day. Like I can't yeah. stop smiling. I have goosebumps. Um, ah, yeah, thank you. Your energy, your energy is <laughs> yeah. amazing. I always yeah. thought I had lots of energy for disc golf, but. Um, No, you're unmatched. So
0: I've been thinking about my card and who will be on that. (laughs) And after after this conversation, you're on my card. I, I only have one other person on there right now. So I haven't got that. So I've got myself, you and Scott Stokely on there right now
1: stokely he would be fun to play with dude he's he would be, a yeah he's so interesting and i noticed you guys have actually interviewed him so i have to go yeah. back and listen to it
0: yeah he, he's a, he's uh he's a very interesting guy got lots to say and but total respect for the sport and just just yeah. a fun guy i think it would just be i mean even though we'd be quiet and watch everybody's shots <laughs> it would be a hilarious round i think 14, especially yeah. when you see me throw a disc you'd have a good laugh
2: Well, after this, I'm putting Zoe, Own, and Missy on a card with me. Oh yes, yeah, but just the energy. Like we interviewed Missy, and you could just hear her smiling. Like the whole thing. She, I know she's smiling the whole time. So yeah, yeah, that would be my good energy fun eighteen right there.
1: Yeah. Oh, you guys, and let's just all be honest. It would be so fun. It is so fun when Paul Macbeth is on the card because you're literally watching. The way i'm writing you're supposed to throw and it's yeah. always that amazing
0: i <laughs> know yeah, it would be yeah yeah be, i've seen paul it would play be intimidating that's what it yeah would be it would, it would be. <laughs> if
1: you could like wipe your brain here's back to that psychology question, yeah. and yeah. just like hey hey man you want to play a casual round with me sure yeah. okay
0: <laughs> yeah. i put it in yeah. the woods and he parks it every time it'll be yeah. yes
2: well zoe it it's be been funny. amazing And one day maybe we'll have you in BC. We'll get you up here, and you can come play. And yeah, it'd be
1: fantastic.
0: Thanks for giving up your
2: time.
1: Yeah, thank you guys. Thank
0: you so much.
2: And
1: if you guys want to pick back up maybe towards the end of the season um, to talk about how these international initiatives went, we'd love it. How the coaching stuff is going? Let's do it. Yeah, for
2: sure. Awesome. All right. Thanks so much, Zoe. Yeah. Have a good Have a good year.
1: Thank you.
0: Bye. Bye. That was our conversation with Zoe, and we want to thank her for giving up her Sunday and for sharing her wisdom and thoughts and passion for the great sport that we all love. Both our Disco Cups were overflowing with excitement and joy and love for the game after speaking with Zoe. And every time we hear the conversation or think of Zoe, I know we just get energised. We hope you enjoy the conversation just as much. And a reminder, we are sponsored by Okanagan Disc Supply. So go to their website and order something. And remember to use the code FLIGHTPASS for a 10% discount. Well, that's all for now, and we'll see you in another two weeks.